Hey, look. <clears throat> if y'all could hear the conversations we didn't have before this podcast, this would be a completely different podcast. <laughs> but thank you guys for tuning in for another episode of the Travel Hoopers podcast. I am your host, Alan Pettigrew Jr. And in front of me are my two best friends in the world, Philip and Calvin. Guys, go ahead and let the people hear your voice. Once again, everybody, I'm Calvin McGowan. It's a pleasure to be here. And, you know, today we're going to be talking about college basketball, which is really all I've been watching since the college basketball season started. So this will be fun. What's going on, everybody? My name is Philip Dixon, a.k.a. Hawaiian Brother. How you doing today? We doing good. Uh, <clears throat> guys, we're going to go ahead and get straight into the madness. Uh, it was Feast Week, so we had a lot of good games. Uh, Michigan, Michigan State, Kentucky, <coughs> interesting. Uh, Kansas against whoever was just a good game. And that's where we're going to start today. We're going to start with the Jayhawks because two out of three people on this podcast are Jayhawks fans. One is a KU graduate. The other one likes Memphis, so we don't we don't even need to mention it. Wow. <clears throat> wow. That, that was that was rude and uncalled for. Uncalled <laughs> for. We look. We are still the reigning champions. Everybody else is beneath us until we decide to take our foot or our wing off your neck. You feel me? Didn't y'all just lose to Tennessee? Also, birds have like talons, so you could have stayed with foot. You didn't have to say wings. Continue. It's a very thin foot, though, you feel me? Like, it's not very big. Sure, but, like, that still doesn't mean it's not a foot, though. Anyways, um, um, you know, that wasn't called for for, uh, for, for, for Calvin. But, Calvin, you guys do uh, have uh, Imani. Oh, no, you lost him. No, no. He, have, he's uh, in Eastern Michigan now. And going off. Killing it, by the way. And killing yeah. it. And, like, yeah. He's in Michigan, but he's killing. You know what I mean? Oh, like yeah, he's, he's getting buckets. He's he, he getting buckets. No, but you guys have uh, Mikey. Uh, we hope he didn't peak too early. Williams uh, coming to your team too. So, you know, go Memphis. Like, hey, Penny's been out on the recruiting trail. So what? Hmm? That Memphis recruiting class is crazy. Yeah. Yeah, but like, not to harp on Memphis for too long, but. They've had a couple they have they've had a couple good recruiting classes that have equal up to nothing. So like in I don't want to say this, but I will. At some point you got to question not the not the getting the talent there, but what is happening to the talent once they are there. And that is with, you know, the main coach, right? Being Penny Hardaway. So when do we start to question his coaching ability? Not recruiting ability, but in-season coaching ability. When does that start to come into question? Mind your business. He's getting draft picks. We just we need <laughs> to get one. You feel me? Like, I mean, no, I was no. This is a legitimate question, right? Because now, like, like so, what are you expecting exactly? Because <laughs> this is what you're for. Of yeah. having three, what, three plus years of like really good draft. Uh, dra- through COVID. Through COVID. Wow. Yeah. Two of those years are through COVID. Yeah, oh. Ain't no excuse. Um, you can't work like that. I mean, man. he, he just had his first tournament appearance. So what? Like, we were just in the tournament. Yeah, but like, you, Memphis with the recruiting classes shouldn't have the exact same expectations as Hampton, right? Making it to the tournament. Uh, we made it to the big dance. With your kind of recruiting classes you guys got, it should be, you know, the expectation should be higher. But, like, what? you know, that also is taken into consideration, like, just, like, the recruiting classes have a general, in a general sense, currently. And it lasts also, But, years. like, Penny's not exact, like... Bro, can yeah. we table this one? <laughs> <laughs> we here, baby. Fuck. Okay, but look. Like, Penny, his not been a college coach very long, right? There's, a, like, he, before that, he was a high school coach and then I think a middle school coach for a little while before that. Like, there's a learning curve. Yeah. And as somebody who's watched him, I do think he is learning. The The, the starts to a lot of the seasons have been kind of rough, though, mm-hmm. right? So even when the team kind of does get its stuff together, it's like you, you blew a lot of your chances. 
right to get the to get the really good wins out of conference um but like i'm i'm not too concerned it doesn't seem he it doesn't seem like he's as a coach he's stagnated or gotten worse or anything now I, that was just a legitimate question and like let's be real for a second pretend for a second let's let's just say all right that like penny's not it who would we get to come to memphis okay no, 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 no. This is a question. This answer, like, who, who, who would you bring to Memphis? Who would no. do better than Penny has done right in now? Terms of, in terms of coaching? Yeah. In recruiting. No one? I mean, no one. I'm sure there's someone, right? But, like, I don't know personally myself. And that's kind of the point, isn't it? It is. Um, but these weren't solidified questions or statements, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um they're a legitimate question because I don't watch Memphis on a regular basis, right? This is this is mm-hmm. I'm not a fan. Uh, as mentioned, as Alan mentioned earlier, I am a, a Jayhawk fan, right? A KU fan, mm-hmm. but like I truly just didn't know mm-hmm. uh, because it, it, in my mind it could have went two ways. It could have went either you blame Penny for like not being as successful as one would think they would be. The recruiting classes they've had for the last three years, or you understand as like a fan of Memphis, right? I mean the mm-hmm. the boosters, all the people that like have some kind of control over, you know, the employment of Penny, right? Mm-hmm. It's either that first thing, or secondly, it could be you you know where Memphis in terms of the basketball program was. And you see where it is now, and you are just like, okay, we have we are strides and significantly better than what we have been for the last decade, two decades, whatever it's been. Um, so you know we'll we're better than that, but you know we'll give them a lot more time and a lot more leeway because we know we can get even better with that. Uh, just on on top of that, of over the last you know maybe the last ten years, the last five years, whatever it has been, or four years, right? And it's just like I was just curious about like what the mentality was in that scenario, in your opinion. So just speaking for myself, like when Penny got there, you kind of got to give him like obviously like the recruiting was great, coaching you got to give him some time to you know get adjusted. Fairness, he did like tend to try and bring on dudes who had more experience than him. Yeah, right in the yeah. you know college coaching realm. Um, which I do think has helped him. He's been really good at coaching defense, right? Like we've had really good defenses. The offenses have been suspect. Mm-hmm. Uh, like it, it, it hasn't been, the offense has been very good on any kind of consistent basis. Um, one of the things with Bates was like, we played our best ball last year, like after like he stopped playing pretty much, right? Yeah. Um, and so, like, he didn't really play most of conference. And, you know, Penny didn't just immediately insert him back into the lineup. For sure, like, yeah. I think he played a couple minutes against Gonzaga. Uh-huh. That was a good game. Um, I mean, I, I, I just... But, and we Monty Bates. Like, obviously, like, like, at some point, like, at some point, right, you would like more consistent success, sure. right? Like, sure. coming out the gate. With like getting those wins that they want to get. So stuff. like, okay, so two things. One, when it comes to Imani Bates, it seems to me, and you got correct mm-hmm. wrong. It seems to me that even in from high school to where he is now, he thrives in situations to where he knows he is quote unquote the man. Right. Yeah. If he has to share, delegate any kind of responsibility in terms of like you know, being the head honcho of that team, that he doesn't mm-hmm. tend to do well or as well as he does in those other situations. Um, but that does not bold well for the NBA because he will, he can be the best player on the team, right, if he plays for a really, really bad team, right, if he plays for the Charlotte Bobcats, right? And yes, I know what I did, the Charlotte Bobcats. But if he plays for contenders and all kind of stuff, in terms of delegation, from what we've seen so far, that's not he does not do well with that. Um, from what we've seen, so real, real quick, that's the first thing. Um, second thing is when it comes to Penny himself in the Memphis kind of uh, program, 
the expectations of him just because he's pitting Hardaway were high immediately. Unfair high, I think, right? They're unfairly high um, in that I have in some ways fallen victim to that same kind of mentality, just putting him on a pedestal just because Penny Hardaway, right? You know, when you have a person who was like a really, really, really good player in the NBA, um, you, you know, they don't get as much uh, give, right, as some other people would, maybe a person who didn't play the NBA, right? And that, in many ways, that's not fair, but that is a reality of things. So I think that also has something to do with the fact of why I even brought the question in the first place, right? Like, I, I once again, have fallen victim myself to the fact that, oh, it's Penny Hardaway. Like, he should be good. Boom, 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 right? Um, so it's, it's good that I'm not in control of that organization uh, in that college because I should not be falling victim to such uh, ridiculous thought processes. I'm glad you realized that. Um... <clears throat> Listen, I learned. I don't know if you know this, but, like, I understand when I'm just, like, I'm I'm able to adapt. Yeah. You went full media mode. I'm proud of you for coming back. Absolutely. You know, listen, this is what I do. Sometimes. Where's your love for the game? I, I know how we're gonna get it out. We're gonna actually talk about the Kansas Jayhawks now. Okay. We have holes. Yeah. We do. As a team, we have holes. I don't care. I- Question: Was Rice hurt to start the season? He was hurt to start the season, but he has played games prior to Feast Week, which I am concerned about. Because you know we don't do well with these highly coveted four-star, four-star, five-star guards who are score first. MJ Rice is a bit score first, like that's his bread and butter because he's six foot five, two hundred twenty-five pound built like the Ninja Turtles, and nobody's really going to stop him once he gets ahead of state. But that also requires him to have a good amount of the ball in his hands, and I don't see him as a off-the-ball scorer like that. So I think it's going to – I want him to stick around. I do not want him to take Bryce Thompson route where he goes to another school. Stay here. Be our crown jewel. Be Jalen Wilson next year. Because Jalen Wilson's probably going to leave. Jason, depending on what his season's like, probably going to leave. He, no, 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 no. Listen, listen. He's going to leave. But here's the thing. If he stays right. for the fourth year, I don't I don't think he's going to have a Drew Timmy-like like face of college basketball, but he'll be one of them. He'll be top, I, top 10 easy. For sure, right? I mean, especially, no. In the NIL money. They love, in the, look, in the NIL era that we're in now, they love a four-year starter, or not starter, but a four-year player, right? Who's starting in the field the fourth year, right? They, that, that's a thing that college basketball is going to start like kind of uh, revitalizing a love for, right? Since the one and done, it's like okay, that era is over with. That era was from like what, 2012 through like 20, yeah. 2012 through I think like, it's over like that. But... I mean, but like it's over in terms of showcasing, I think, in many ways, because like mm. right, right now, people like, like new things. Sure, but like right now, you're not seeing. You know, the Jabari, or they're not being showcased in the terms of how Jabari Parker is showcased and Wiggins is showcased in, you know, uh, Anthony Davis. It's like, it's just the way, it's, it's all PR, right? It's all PR. So the PR, what I'm saying, is kind of hurt right now. Say it again? I'm like, a lot of dudes, a, a weird number of dudes have been kind of like, have been like hurt and stuff to start the season. Yeah. Not only that, COVID the last two years really messed up how we kind of pushed freshmen. Think about how we did for Zion. Even with Zion just coming in before he played a game, that was the last one before COVID, and we was riding that boy. Like, he, that's the only thing we talked about for, what, four months? Yeah, but he had a national team. I don't think, but, but, okay, you're right. COVID did have something to do with that. And the PR, but I do think, oh, seriously, with the NILs and all kind of stuff, that college is going to double down on this, what makes us unique, what makes us special thing, especially now with the players able to go to the G League. They're going to they're gonna focus on that. And yeah. what makes college unique? The third year, the fourth year players, right? Of college that, you know, Gonzaga is going to have a lot to deal with too. Sure, they had Chet, but like, 
you honestly overall you saw just as much as uh, old old what's his name uh he's overseas now headband for Gonzaga. he's not there right now but he was there last year you're not talking the about the jump shooter big man Amen. You're not talking about Drew Timmy because Drew Timmy's still there. Okay, Drew Timmy, right? Yeah. You saw just as much as him. You saw Chet. I mean, I, they were starters. Did. Of, of Drew and uh, Chet, but I also have my blinders for Chet. Oh, yeah, but like as a person who didn't have blinders on, you 100% saw him just as much, right? Um, and so I think that's I think that's what college basketball. Uh, is probably going to do coming up. Um, but, like, even right now, like, you know, you see Dewan Harris for KU, right? And he's getting showcased. What is he? He's a senior? He's a senior. Mm-mm. He's a junior. He's a junior? Mm-hmm. He, that's it? Yeah. Well, this man went to Missouri State. Then he transferred over. Then he a redshirt freshman. And then he uh, then he a freshman. Like, man, that man. Dewan Harris? The point yeah, guard? Yeah, the point guard. He go to Missouri State. He transferred to KU. You probably right. He transferred to KU. Yes. Wait, you said Juan Harris. D U Juan or D E Juan, whatever his name is. How you spell D-A. it? The D A. I'm looking right at it. Yeah. Yeah, that, that may have been Kansas. So. No, nah, he came from somewhere else. No, and he, he. And then bro, Christian this, Braun. This, this, he he was at I think no he he enrolled early no I promise you he didn't oh I'm I'm looking at his I got his stuff pulled up from transcripts what are you talking about looking at <laughs> bro I'm looking <laughs> at his transcripts right now you stupid no he nah, he never attended Missouri State he decommitted and uh then then went to Kansas. Okay. Um, you went to school together. Come on, man. Yeah, and I played basketball with him a lot. Exactly. But I'm, not, I'm not riding this man like you rode Zion. Right? I just talking, I'm just talking. Right? I mean, he's also not putting up numbers like Zion. But he is speed. Look, I promise you the other day when they were playing before they played Wisconsin, who did they play? Uh, who did they play? They played Tennessee before they Tennessee played Wisconsin. And for Wisconsin, and then whoever they no played. no they played Tennessee after Wisconsin. They played Tennessee, then they played Wisconsin, and then they played uh, somewhere else, somewhere else the first game. They played Duke before that. Yes, okay, they played Duke, and um, the announcer a hundred percent was like, "Oh yeah, he went to Missouri State," and then Christian Braun, uh, you know, Christian Braun was the reason he got to KU, which is true, but he didn't go to Missouri State. He he committed to Missouri State, and then decommitted away. Okay, so. But even him, right? He's a junior. That's still a third year, right? And he's a retro freshman, so he's the age of somebody who's a senior. Um, they're going to push those people for KU more than anybody else, right? Um, I mean, KU's been fairly good about getting old and staying old, which is kind of important to being good at college. But they basketball. usually always have like one or two young players, right? They usually yeah. have one or two, right? I mean, yeah. you you can go back for a decade and kind of showcase that to be the, the thing, right? All the way to who uh the, the Xavier Henry. Um but um I think that Kansas I also think for my point of college basketball kind of showcasing like the juniors and seniors, Kansas winning also helps that to be the case. Because that is the way that Kansas in yes they have one or two, you know, freshmen that come through, but they usually have, as you mentioned earlier, Calvin, um they have a foundation of juniors and seniors and them winning is like, Oh, the winning formula. You know how basketball is the winning formula. All, all took was John Calipari started doing this one of this, this, this one and done thing. All of a sudden every school was trying to do it. Right. Um, so it's, it, basketball in college, is just like all the sports is very trendy. So I think for sure, Kansas winning last year, will have something to do with um, the leading into this new like era of uh, college basketball to a degree in terms of PR at least. But I'm, uh, okay, maybe PR, but I'm just like. Unprofessional, unprofessional. Let me talk mine. I don't even know who called. This is just a random number. I also thought I had that off. Anyway, um, 
I don't even remember what I was going to say no more. Dang it. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, maybe from, a, like, a PR standpoint, but, like, the thing is, you look at who actually wins, tends to win NCAA tournaments. They tend to be older teams. The only real exception was that one Kentucky team. Don't forget about the Dukes. The Jabari Parker and... Uh, who was it? Jabari Parker? No, it was Jaleel Okafort and... Uh, and what's his name? Place Grace Winslow. Winslow? No, 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 not Grace Allen. Uh, Grace Allen was there though. Was he Winslow. there? Yeah, he Justice made, Winslow. He plays in that game. It was like Justice Winslow. Trey. Justice Winslow. Winslow Trey. Not Trey Jones. No, little mm-hmm. short man. Plays place for uh, uh, Tyus Jones. Tyus Jones. Yes, yeah. I hate him. I don't like his game at all. I like him. I don't like his game at all. It works for me. That's because it. You don't like it because there's no flair. <laughs> Hmm. He's a what? There's no flair in, in uh, Tyus's game. I didn't think he was all that in college. It, but that's part of his game. His game is just like, I'm going to get it done. Like, it's, it's not like, going to be a big deal. It's just... 100%, right? Over, I'm going to get it done. In a lot of ways, I'm just like, ugh, you just like... If Trey Young is target, Tyus Jones is Aldi. Right? Like, he just... He just feels off-brand. He feels I mean, great value. Am I wrong? What? I wouldn't go with this that. This out of pocket in, in a variety of ways. He just seems a little a little boring. Like, his game just isn't yeah. flashy. He's, like, He's one of those dudes that will be in the league for mm, 10, 12 years and that will know about him, but then 20 years, 20 years ago, you're going to watch somebody play basketball in high school and college go, man, he reminds me of Trey Jones. And somebody's kids going to be like, who? I mean, mean, isn't that most of the dudes in the league though? But we, but he's got he's got a kind of game where you're where you're gonna go. His game reminds me of you know what I mean. A lot, no one's gonna be like, yeah, his game reminds me of Thaddeus Young. You know what I mean? Ain't nobody gonna say that. Keep a push. The old head conversation, and as a person who's realizing that they're getting kind of old, I can't continue to have this one. This this is full of bad vibes. We got to. We gotta talk about the young boys from Kansas, yo. We gotta go back to them. Hey, if y'all have been watching this podcast over the past two or three years, then you have heard me talk about certain players in this incoming uh, Kansas class, and one of them is Grady Dick. And Grady Dick has been going crazy for a freshman over the last couple of years. I remember at one point. They like preseason. They were talking like, "Is Grady Dick good enough to be a first round draft pick?" It doesn't take much to really like pass the eye test to know if somebody's going to do it. He is six foot eight. He is athletic. He is long, and he shoots the ball really well. That's kind of the formula to be a draft pick these days. Yeah, he uh, what's the word? Nice. <laughs> like, it's not, listen, his shot, your confidence in going a lot of the times, period. Like, the way he shoots, no. Uh, it's the same exact motion every single time. You don't care if it's open or it's not open, uh, or it's less open, I guess. Um, and then he will just go on streaks. But not on streaks because he's making them than missing them. On streaks because he's not taking shots. But, like, when he shoots, it's like it, that's going to go in. Like, like you have full-on confidence that most of his shots are going to go in. And this is a freshman who's been playing, what, five, six games so far? Like, yeah. that is not what you normally see, especially yeah. from shooting. You know what I mean? The guy's 6'8", too, which is also, you know, goes along with uh, – how kind of incredible it is. Yeah. Uh, all he needs to do is, for the rest of the season, average 15 points a game, shoot about 38% from three. It's a lot. It's a lot. And we and we had questions if we were going to have a draft pick this year. What kind of – it's Kansas. We got one every year. We not we might not remember him, but we got one every year. I didn't know that he was a Gatorade National Player of the Year. 
at this point, I'm about, I'm about to give y'all the game. Four highly rated freshmen or high school basketball players. Their freshman year is a formality. It is a formality. It's something that they have to do. And there's a reason why we always have that one or two freshmen that go out a little too early, but they still get drafted in the first round with awful stats because they have a long enough history and track record in high school that it doesn't matter. The people that they're playing against in college are already part of their draft cohort. We've already seen them play them kids for at least four different years on travel circuits. And if you watched any of Grady Dick's games at Sunrise Christian, you know, especially that after his senior year, that's the one. Like, he's fine. Like, we actually let him dribble the ball, half moves, and do it against the top guys from that are going to to Michigan, the top guys that are going to Duke. Like, he's he's already proven it against people in his age range. Like, a year or two older is, it's like, nothing new for the for this kid. Like, I've said this just about every year since we started talking about Grady Dick on this uh, platform. This is the fully realized version of Speed McCoy. When we talked about Speed McCoy in 2017, he was supposed to have everything this kid has right now. He's 6'8", he's shoot, he's athletic. There was a chance he would be a defender, but there's a couple things wrong with his uh, game that won't allow him to be a uh, good defender. But you have the significant size and athleticism. There's a chance. There's a chance you'll be able to hold somebody. And that's exactly what we have with Brady Dick. Like, I've never liked, I've never, never liked Speed's game. Never. That's because uh, he's timid. He's timid. No, never, he, I, he like, even as a KU fan, I legitimately didn't like his game. Yes, because he was timid, but also because I never thought he was as good a shooter as everybody thought he was. That, um, that's part of the issue, too. He completely lied on his resume. I'm okay that he got into school, but he completely lied on his resume. Yeah, I mean, like, it is, people were like, oh, he's such a good shooter. I'm like, not really. Like, Devontae Graham and Frank Mason shoot better than him. Like, they, like, they do. But... Kansas has what? Every year they have that one white boy shooter. That that's like you know, you know him. Uh, you know, Grady. They had uh, Brady Morningstar. They had Connor Tien. They had you know all every single year they got somebody right. And Sv was just happened to be that guy also, but he was not the best shooter on that team. Oh no, right? he he wasn't. Devonte Graham was a hundred percent. Um, he just didn't hold on to the ball primarily like they did, right? Um, also, because he could not. He could not dribble. He could right? He can't. Also, I beat him in pool once. I think that needs to be said out loud, too. Um, so he wasn't good at that either. Come on now. I'm not even good. What's going on? Uh, but this new kid, Grady, just the way he plays the game is so fluid. And I think it also helps that they don't have a ball-dominant point guard, right? Like, Dewan brings the ball up, but he is known for defense and distributing the ball. That's, like, what he's known for, right? I mean, he is a, you know, they're, they're, they're talking about him as one of the best point guards in the country, right? That's, like, the way they're presenting him, talking about him. Is it true? I have to see some of the point guards because I'm not quite sure. If scoring is not in your top three things you do best in the court, in 2022, I'm not sure I could say that you're one of the best college point guards in the country. Um, but, you know, once again, the commentary and stuff like that, they're, they're saying this. But with a point guard like that, for the team this is right now for the University of Kansas, it is necessary and good because everybody's getting their shots in the spots they want and don't have to kind of filtrate around, you know, the point guard and what they want to do. You know what I mean? Um, so I think this is like a great scenario for him. Um, and yeah, the guy can cook. <laughs> like his kind is crazy. Like he's a freshman and he's cooking like this already. I, I, I wanted to say was it was just like the thing about 
right, Grady Dick? Is it like he plays like he moves off ball really well? Yeah. Right. He's the kind of dude you can who can who could probably play with just about anybody. He's got that kind of game. Granted, I don't quite trust his handle. Like I wouldn't put him on an in an isolation situation. I don't think he'd excel in those. But like off ball, right? He can he can get himself open. He can get the kind of shots that he likes. Um and Kansas has been doing well. Um Kansas is, except one the game against Tennessee notwithstanding. Um, yeah, but get him out of the way early, right? Get him out of the way yeah. early. Like every year, we're gonna end up winning like eight games in a row, and then we're gonna kind of Dustin Baylor and Dustin Oklahoma State and Oklahoma, and then we're gonna go to the championship. Uh, we're gonna go to the championship. We're gonna go to the uh, the the NCAA tournament, but. Um, I I like the way this team this year is formatted for University of Kansas a lot actually, um, mainly because so many of the players do um, move off the ball well. I think that's one of the reasons why um, didn't have a point guard that's pass first and move off the ball. That is a product of success, and they're like grimy and play defense. They have just enough players that really want to play defense and dig down and play defense. That I think with enough time and enough like continuity and stuff like that, they will be successful. Yeah. Uh, weirdly, I think this is the Kansas team that I know the least amount of people on. Like, normally I can rattle off, like, the whole roster. I'm probably going, like, five deep this year. Uh, for now. For now. Um, but give it two weeks. Give it two weeks, uh, and then I guarantee you'll know. You'll know plenty of them. All right. Uh, anybody want to talk about Duke? Like, I'm not I'm not interested in Duke. Duke is uh, um, I mean, I'm interested in Derek Whitehead, but I haven't caught any Duke games. So I can't really speak on them. So apparently, Derek Whitehead is back and played like a game or two, but I watched both games. I don't remember any Derek Whitehead minutes. So you look at the box scores, he hasn't played that much. He's been yeah. coming off the bench. Like, they've been easing him back in. Yeah. And then the their big man that got a lot of hype coming in. I'm not talking about Kyle Lebowski or everybody. Lively? Yeah, Lively. I kind of had an inkling that he would struggle, but I didn't think it was this bad. Like, he looks lost out there. And I understand that Dariq and Lively both had, like, they're coming off injuries. But it does, uh, does not look good for them. Did you watch that, um... Michigan, was it Michigan State? Yeah, Michigan State. Yeah, um, Bama. Who, who who they play against? The one that went over time. Talking about the Bama game? No, Kentucky. Oh, okay. Michigan State. I, I didn't care. The double up the time game. They did one of the most beautiful out-of-bounds plays I've ever seen in my life. Like, no joke, it happened, and I was in awe. You you talking about the switch? Uh-huh. Bounds? Uh-huh. I've only seen that one other time in a state tournament game down here last year. And I was waiting for I was waiting for somebody to blow the whistle. Cause I was like, that can't be legal. I don't know what I don't know what that is. You gotta know the rules of the game, is what that is. Like, like, like to pull that off, you have to just know the rules, right? Exactly. And like you're you gotta trust the ref to know the rules too. But, like, the player gets the ball, and all of a sudden, some people start taking off. Then another person comes into bounds. They pass the ball to the next person out of bounds, and the other person just takes off running, and they throw a lob. Uh, they do a baseball pass over the top of everybody. That was the most perfect play for a full court send it into double overtime scenario that I think I've ever seen in my life. And I'm like... Of course, it'd be Tom Izzo to do something like that. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not, I'm not on that Tom Izzo hype train by any means. I think he's a really, really good coach. Uh, but, like, that was crazy. Better than Calipari? Huh? Better than Calipari? Uh, a thousand. <laughs> Tom Izzo didn't have. Uh, Tom Izzo. Definitely the next is an O's guy. Tom Izzo it didn't, never had Derrick Rose, didn't have Tyreek Evans, didn't have Anthony Davis. But Tom Izzo did have uh, Draymond Green. The legend. The best defensive player of all time, Draymond Green. Okay, shut up. Shut up. Uh, he did have uh, Cameron Payne. Remember him? Legend. He Miles Bridges. Wait, Cam? No, Cam Payne played at Murray State. 
No, not Cameron Payne. Uh, something Payne. Remember that little Adrian Payne. 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 Get it right. Come on. Yeah, he passed away. Um, but like, he ain't had nobody. Oh, they had Magic Johnson, but he wasn't coaching. You know they what I mean? Charles Bridges. They ain't had nobody. That's right? disrespectful. So when you don't got nobody, you gotta make a, you, that, you gotta make plays. There was like a problem that. in college. So what? Like it, he was he was good in college. I liked him. Sure, he was good, but I'm talking about what Kyle Perry compared to what Kyle Perry's had. You know what I mean? Uh, this man had Devin Booker, uh, who was like not the best player on that team. You know what I mean? So it's that, that was just a wild team. That was that, that stuff was disrespectful because a lot yeah. of the dudes who were supposed to be one of Duns came back. They were just they they he was just sending in five new guys. That's the platoon year, right? Hmm. That's the platoon year, right? Yeah. That's the Tyler Eulis year? Second Tyler Eulis year. I was a big I was a Tyler Eulis fan. But Yeah, he was he, but, he was good. Exactly. But like it was during it was during that time, you know what I mean? Um Tom Mizzle hasn't had anybody, so he's an exes of no guys and really comes up with that crazy play. I'm like, I respect this like no other, right? Um once again, that's just knowing the rules of the game, hoping the referees also know the rules of the game. Um, because that's one of the things that if you run it once, you can't run it again. Yeah. Oh, by the way, Izzo said one of his assistants came up with that play. So the fact that he even has the bench to to come up with that, crazy. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. But that was a really good and bad game at the same time. Like, it was... <clears throat> I don't like watching Kentucky until SEC play. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it's hilarious because I, I like a thousand percent understand that dude it's, it's been the formula for at least five six years now uh, when they first get them in the first half they do put them in the big showcases because they're Kentucky but they're going to if they win it's because of talent if they don't win it's because of the same reason like they just don't know how to play together and then by the time you get the SEC play they're just like oh here comes Kentucky in February I'm tired of hearing the narrative we all know what it is like it just takes a, takes them a while to gel, and it's it's talent. Like every single time, like I don't, I don't maybe Kyler Perry is like the the most annoying like motivator in the world, and like him talking to you crazy or giving you guidance for about like six seven months really like pushes you into shape. But I have no idea what what he does directly on the court. Like, might have to find, like, a YouTube video for, like, a deep dive and really be like, here are the X's and O's for Kyle Perry. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I feel like the, his X's and O's would, like, change a lot year to year, given the way he recruits. They, uh, like, he, he has stuff he likes, right? Like, he likes bigs that play now. He got, like, hmm? a player. Like, I can tell you that. Hmm? He has a type of player. Like, I don't... I don't know what he does offensively. I I don't know his trademark. Like that's what I'm. That's not more or less what I'm saying. Like I don't think he has one. The way he recruits, you don't. You don't really get to have trademarks. You get your players and figure out how to make them fit. Yeah, but he been the one and done stuff is maybe 15 years of his career. He had like 20 years before this. Like I don't. I'm not. I'm not sure what it is before that. I mean, uh, going to the NBA. I game. wasn't paying attention then, so I can't really speak to that. Me either, but like his 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 best years were like when he got a superstar. Like well, his best years have been my like have also been years when dudes came back, right? Like, except for like the like Nerlens Noel year, but like Noel got hurt and stuff. Like, oh, that was year. It, it was kind of a rough year for them. NIL. <laughs> NIT, boy. Yeah, NIT. Have they been since? No, nah, yeah. I don't think so. Like, that, that man gets the, the tournament pretty much every year. With a it's bunch of deep runs. February games. Hmm? And it's all because of the February games. Mm. I, I can think of about, like, two years. If it wasn't for, like, them shaping up towards the end... They're not making it. I mean, like, the thing is, though, they do it every year at some point. Like, this, that's just how his teams are. Like, 
it's just part of the process at this point. That doesn't mean like if they sh- if they don't play like a ranked team, you should rank them in December. But like, I don't know. It it just it's just part of his stuff at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, if I may though, I've I've got a question. What do we think about Brandon Miller? I'm in. I haven't seen any Alabama games though, but based I also on what I games. what I saw in high school, I'm in. I'm I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't care what type of stretch he hits this year, where he's just like he looks really bad. He could have ten games where he plays twenty three minutes and scores zero points and misses all of his field goals for ten game trade. I still be in. Why are you in? That's such a drastic thing to say. But like, I'm still in. Why are you still in after all that? Wildly athletic, six seven, big body. Has a pull up, pull up jumper. You're just gonna eventually make that work. That's a, that's a role. Not true, though. Like to eventually make that work, like that's not true, right? I so, mean, like the the reason I ask, right? Because I caught some of their game against like Michigan State, like a, uh-huh. a, about half of it. And like the thing is, like. Miller's stuff, like he, in fairness, he had most of his points. By that point, he 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 was apparently dropping basically everything the first half. But like, it seems like his stuff works. But like, I look at so full disclosure also that like the one game I really got to see him in, he was in high school. He was basically schemed out. Like, it was just a really good coaching job on the part of like Mike Miller. Um, but um, like. It seems to work, but like I, I don't think I quite like it. Like how he, I don't know, some something I don't quite like. Like I'd have to watch more. Like I don't even necessarily think that means he's bad. It's just like there's something about this that like I I'm not a fan of. Like maybe it's like I don't like how's his handle. Like I feel like I when I've seen him, he hasn't been. Yeah, okay, maybe that's the issue here. Yeah, he he. He can't dribble. I'll say that. <laughs> like he, he's he's not a dude that can put like two three moves together, and I'm okay with that. Dude, the role I see for Brandon Miller at the next level is like your third or fourth option. Your third or fourth option that can guard multiple positions, and yes, he can get schemed out of things. He has holes in his game. He has enough physical tools where if like the your third or fourth best defender is guarding him, he's gonna he's gonna get you probably twelve points a game pretty efficiently. Like at this level, he he can y'all name anybody else that's on Alabama's uh roster right now? Without going back and looking it up. Without going back and looking it up. I know nope. who the coach is. Jaden Bradley is the only other person that I can think of on that team. And that's the only it's only because I scouted him. That's the only reason why I know offhand. And he shouldn't really be good this year. Because he can't shoot to save his life. Right. Um but yeah, maybe that's my issue. Like the like he can't like Miller can't really get his own shot. Yeah. Start making them the number one options. Very easy to kind of like figure it out when you don't have a lot, but you have enough. Fair enough. Okay. Because just like every time, I feel like every time I've heard about him for real, like he like since he's been in college, it's just they're like, oh, like he had this like he put up crazy numbers or something. Yeah, but if you need a dollar, Brandon Miller got eighty five cents. You might be able to make that work. <laughs> Some people you can handle, you can get it for eighty five cents. Some people gonna be like, no, I need that full dollar. And I feel like there's a lot of people right now that's like, I need that full dollar. And be like, no, eighty five cents is more money than you had before. You're not wrong. Am I ever? Yes. Continue. Yeah, I was, um, I was wrong like a couple minutes ago. I was hoping y'all was gonna bring that up, but you know. But like. The SEC play will be fun, though. Oh, yeah. It'll be... Like... Kentucky's winning. We got... 
Kentucky, Kentucky's good. Bama's good. Tennessee is good. Um, hold up, wait, is that it? Oh no, Auburn. I forgot about Auburn. Florida is fun. Okay, like I haven't really seen much of Florida, but I know Auburn's consistently good. Um, there's at least one or two. Like there's like a there's a freshman over there I like, but he was one of many freshmen that just randomly got hurt prior to the season. Um, but uh, oh yeah, Arkansas. Um, Have you watched any Arkansas? Absolutely not. I'm not gonna lie. I meant to. I haven't yet. Yeah. Um, um, Anthony Black is getting a lot of hype. I like Anthony Black. I think he's a very next level player. I think I gotta see a little bit more because he averaging like 22 a game, and I don't know if that's really that's, that's really fair. Cool. Um, like offensively, just to look at numbers, Walsh has disappointed me a little bit. Uh. Go look at the defensive highlights. Okay, I might have to. Yeah. I have to. Like, I remember seeing him his junior year and being like, no, he's probably going to have been the best, like, perimeter defender in his class. And okay. he, he's looking like it. Um, what, Nick Smith is still out hurt, which, uh, which is, you know, sad. I was looking forward to seeing all them dudes healthy and, like, Highlights, lots of highlights. I was expecting. Yeah, hey, they're they're um, well, really everybody. Mm-hmm. But those incoming freshmen, everybody's having a really good impact, except like Joe Ping in it. But I also just don't think he's getting enough play time because of how deep they are. Uh, who's it? Who who'd you say? Uh, Joe Pinion. Ah. Like the, like the thing is, it's a deep team, and like they have a lot of ex, like a lot of ex, more experienced players, right? Mm-hmm. Also, what Brazil, who I guess was a transfer. Yeah, he's. I'm I'm looking at the numbers now. He's uh he's doing pretty good. Thirteen and seven, along with his steal on a block. Yeah, and served up two of the craziest posters. Actually, on disgusting on on good efficiency too. And he's shooting it. Yeah, like forty-one percent from the three. Now, whether or not it's sustainable is a different thing. Yeah, we, we're not worried about that right now. Early season, get these boys they flowers now, so we can get up out of here later. Yeah, I guess. Uh, I need to catch a Houston game too. Right? They number one. They got my favorite, my third favorite prospect out of this uh, last recruiting cycle. So I, I got to go see what my boy Jarris Walker doing. And it's like, you know, right, like the defense has got to be disgusting. I also have no idea who they played so far. So, you know, what? give me a moment and I can probably pull it up. Uh, assuming my brain doesn't just decide to clock out. Mm, that's what, okay. I'm gonna okay, say here we go. Podcast. <laughs> I was about to ask you some questions. <laughs> I mean, you can ask them. Nah, I ain't gonna do you like so that. So far, it doesn't look like they. The only team of note they've played so far is Oregon. Kind of a looks like kind of a soft non-conference. Uh, that said, they still have to play St. Mary's, Bama, and Virginia before they get into conference play. I guess. I guess that's it. It's decent competition later on. But um, hmm, can you guys think of anything else? I think we're about out of here. Y'all got um, for me. I was like, I'm lost. I know. <laughs> in the camera like a weirdo. I, I, I low-key thought you, you might have been drifting off to sleep. No, I'm just trying to contribute something. Like, I don't got too much. Like I've also watched some women, but the only stuff of note was the South Carolina uh Stanford game, which just it had a really weird ending. Yeah. Oh. Hi Haley. Wow. What? Wow. Okay. But nah, because it was just like what was it? Like I think both 
Brink and Boston fouled out. And, like, then Stanford called a timeout that they didn't have. And it was just like, this is an amazing game. This is how it ends. Shout out to Cameron Brink as well. She absolutely terrifies me as, like, a competitor. Like, her eyes are so piercing. It's like, oh, I'm glad I ain't got to line up against that. Because I just, I'm hip-checking all game. Like, I'm not looking at you. Hip-checking all game is crazy. That's that's disrespectful. Hey, you got to learn how to play some way. Sometimes you got cheat. But outside of that, nothing too much to note. Okay, cool. Well, it's been a fun start to the college basketball season. Oh, UCLA, UCLA's women's team is also good. Uh, I saw a game, the game they played against Marquette. Kiki Rice is a problem. Oh, yes, most definitely. Anything else? That's pretty much it. That's pretty <laughs> much it. Like, uh, all right. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to a college basketball episode of the Traveling Hoopers podcast. Hopefully for you NBA draft fans, we talked enough about prospects to uh, scratch your itch. If not, next next week we'll do better. I promise. Maybe. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, but again, thank you for tuning in. I have been your host, Alan Prediger Jr. And in front of me, my two best friends in the world, Calvin McGowan and Philip Dixon, are going to sign us out. You know, once again, pleasure to be here, right? I'm Calvin McGowan. I'm not quite sure what Phil's doing up in the corner. Um, but, you know, listen to us wherever you listen to podcasts. If, you, if you're joining us on YouTube, like, share, subscribe, tell me in the comments. Um, thank you for sticking with us. Enjoy the rest of your week. Yes, this is Philip Dixon, uh, a.k.a. The Boogeyman. And, uh, you know, I uh, appreciate you guys for listening and making it this far. Um, hopefully, if, you know, you're all about basketball prospects, we scratch your itch. Um, and uh, thank you for uh, indulging us. Uh, good night.